Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes, and I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. You're listening to the Engaging Missions Radio Show, Episode 29 with Kurt Kobel. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Radio Show. If you care about missions, this is the place for you. Whether you're actively involved in ministry and missions, are considering missions, or serve God in the marketplace with a heart for God's kingdom, you're in the right place. Join us each week for inspiration, encouragement, resources, and so much more as we delight in the things that God is doing all around the world. All right, let's get started. I am so happy to have Kurt Kobel on the line with me today. Kurt is the co-founder of World Music Mission, a multinational network of musicians, writers, worship leaders, engineers, and ethnomusicologists who are passionate about using their gifts and talents in service to the kingdom of God. Their mission is to empower and celebrate the global worship of Jesus Christ and to facilitate opportunities for worship leaders, musicians, and technicians to use their gifts in the service of the kingdom. And I just have to tell you, as we were chatting and praying before this interview, that I really think that God is releasing things in the earth, and I'm so happy that we can be here to see it. Okay, Kurt, I've just given a little introduction. Can you take a minute and tell us about yourself and your ministry? We'd like to get to know you personally. Yeah, my name is Kurt Kobel, as you said, and I live in uh, the Nashville, Tennessee area, Franklin, in a, in a neighborhood, uh, suburb, I guess you will, of, of Nashville. And um, I'm married, been married uh, almost 18 years. I have one son who's 12, and um, we have been fortunate enough to be touched by uh, many cultures in our life. So it's part of the impotence of doing uh, what we're doing at World Music Mission. Um, my wife's family is Lebanese uh, and her, on her dad's side, 100%. And I became a believer in South Central Los Angeles, a huge African-American church called West Angeles. Uh, it's uh, Bishop Charles Blake. And um, I lived in East L.A. with a Hispanic family there that uh, uh, traveled to many Spanish-speaking countries uh, and uh, shared the gospel in music. I uh, worked with some gypsies in Spain, got to know them pretty well. I uh, went down to Mexico and Mexico City, and uh, I also worked for Koreans for about five years uh, very closely. I uh, got to know that culture pretty well. I had a Japanese roommate at music school and uh, also some other cultures I got to touch. So that kind of got me uh, down the road of, of enjoying culture, of seeing the value of other cultures and the way that they worship God and the beauty of their music. And um, so that was kind of the foundation for me, really wanting to, as we said, celebrate the the global worship of Jesus. And uh, so that kind of got me started and set the foundation for what we're doing. 
Okay. And Kurt, now there are a wide variety of missionary life experiences, if you will. You know, everyone, everything from someone who's called to an area that we would think is undeveloped, you know, where we, they don't have a lot of technology and their lifestyle is really different from how we live in the States to someone who's based in the States and travels around quite a bit and, you know, experiences a lot of different cultures. I have the sense that you're probably the, the latter. Can you tell us a little bit what life is like for you? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, as a living in this area of Nashville, um, musically, um, you know, it's a great place to live. I, I think they estimate, you know, there's 50,000 musicians, uh, you know, you never know what the number is, but I've, I've read different articles. And uh, so this is a great place to live for musicians and, uh, engineers and producers and, and you know, the, all the, the people it takes to create music and to produce it and, and get it out there. So, uh, for me, I live in a great place, uh, that has, um, many opportunities and there's not many places on the planet like this where you can be connected with so many people because it is in such a small space. Lots of people in the industry in a small space and they're relatively friendly, relatively open, wanting to connect with you. And, uh, if you work hard, musically you know you can be connected with a lot of these folks so um life for me is is uh, you know living with my family trying to pull that off correctly <laughs> um love my wife uh, love my son um you know we homeschool him so that we can travel uh, a lot and um fundraise for what we're doing so we were in california for three months uh in april may and june and uh, Southern California specifically did about 30 events out there, uh, fundraising, talking to people about what we're doing. Uh, and then we've been to California, back here. We've been to Arkansas and North Carolina uh, since we've been back. And we just go to different places, uh, also Texas, to talk about what we do and to share it and to get people behind the vision and, and uh, support what we're doing. Because basically that, that lifestyle is what we've been working towards. Uh, through our journey over the last uh, you know few years. All right. Thanks for sharing that with us, Kurt. Now that we know you a little bit, can you share with us maybe one scripture or a motivational quote that's really been meaningful to you, and then share with us how that's really shaped your behavior? Yeah, I think uh, Revelation 7, 9, um, you know, it's, it's talking about all tribes, tongues, and nations worshiping before the throne and before the Lamb. And... Um, that scripture there is 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 something that is really um, uh, important to me because I think that's God's foundation for me is that uh, He brought me to all those cultures. Uh, it was no accident. So I, I said, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? This is no accident. You you planted me amongst people that I, I had no relationship with before. And you gave me an opportunity to really get to know them and to see their beauty and, and to... Um, be changed by that. So when I look at that, I, I realize that, you know, around the world, there is uh, a, a people uh, that is celebrating God, whether they're connected at the time um, or separate at the time, meaning they're in different countries and different cultures and different languages. And they're do, worshiping God with what they have and what they what they know, which is their music style and with the instruments that they have, and and 
and uh, their hearts are hungry for him and they want to know him and they want to celebrate him and so uh, that everything that we're doing now is practice for the day when we all are together as the body so we're all practicing around the world and and for me it's one big body and and i think the church is still segregated pretty largely along economic lines and, and racial lines and all of those things. And I, I seek to live somewhat in a colorless world at this point, meaning I, I don't care what culture you're from or color you're from. I, I don't want to see it. I want to enjoy it. And I don't want to judge from afar what I think you are and who you are. Because when we all get together on that day, we're going to be uh, worshiping together and, and, and enjoying I believe the beauty of, of the sounds coming from the nations, the harvest, if you will, that God will have among the nations that uh, will be the worshipers of him. So that impacts me a lot. So I, I've written some songs and things about music and, and, and worship and um, how God uses it. And there's one in particular that I, I wrote, and it's called uh, The Space Between the Chords. And it's, it's about what happens when God gets in the music so there's 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 lyrics okay. there's melody there's chords and we use those in music and music is a beautiful gift that god's given us but when god gets in the middle of it and gets in the space between the chords when we worship him that's when music comes alive and it's at its best and so um you know for me i i think that scripture drives me to to do what i do and to love what i do and to challenge myself to to continue to do it. Yeah. Wow. That's great. And I love that you shared that you looked at what God had done and go, went, this is no accident. That's, that's a great thing for us to remember. Now that we know you a little bit, we also recognize that everybody's life has challenges. It's not always just unicorns and rainbows. So as we get started, we'd like to hear about a time in your journey when you encountered a significant challenge or a failure maybe a time when your back was against the wall and you needed a breakthrough, or maybe just a time when you were facing a challenge or praying for somebody else. Take us to that, that experience and then paint us a picture of God's faithfulness. Well, I think, um, you know, for me that the biggest challenges have been in life, a couple of different things. And, uh, you know, I, I think every day is a challenge. That's for sure. I could, <laughs> I could paint <laughs> many challenges, just pick one, you know, um, and I think some of the, the, the most interesting challenges are, are the small things, the day-to-day, getting up every day, um, and trying to be faithful to, to, to what God's called you to be and to Him, because ultimately what we're in is a relationship. So um, that, that day-to-day faithfulness and that, that day-to-day squirminess of our own uh, hearts and, and, and attitudes and things towards God, uh, that, that is Probably, you know, one of the biggest things that I, I really struggle with is, is okay, Lord, I, I need to be uh, faithful in this moment. I need to be faithful in, in, in the next moment. And, and you, you never know when something's going to hit you. So um, I mean, you could be rolling along really good and you get blindsided by something and, and you didn't know how you were going to react to that. But you reacted to it in a way that you went, oh, geez, yeah. why did I do that? And then, you know, having to repent for that and to go back and to, to, to make amends, um, you know, is difficult. And I think that's a, that's kind of a daily, um, a daily thing that happens. We're all, all, you know, really challenged with those type of things. So I think living, um, each day with the gospel 
in mind. And that, that gospel says to me that, you know, um, I need to be ever aware of sin in my own heart and ever aware of the goodness of the grace of God. And, hmm. and that I don't have to, to hide, but I need to be uh, open and transparent uh, to, to be able to um, you know, live away in a way that, that, that allows for forgiveness, that allows for uh, a relationship with God and with others uh, so that when I do make a mistake or something, I'm able to go back to that person and, and just you know, clear it up because I, I know that I'm capable of it. So it's not a surprise. Um, so I think those, that's a, kind of the daily thing. I would say, um, you know, on, on a, on a bigger thing, you know, we, we've, we've had some real at coming to the place of where we are today. Um, you know, we haven't always done this full time. We started six years ago and, um, you know, we, we, we've decided that this is the season to do that. And that in and of itself is a huge struggle because it's, uh, you know, you're fundraising and you're, you're doing something you've never done before and something you really didn't want to do, uh, which is fundraise. And, and you wanted to, to do some businesses that would supply the need that you have to do this. And so, you know, we've, we've had some really rough, shaky times of, of trying to run a couple of businesses and, uh, you know, we, we had some with, with uh, some people that we, uh, you know, really enjoy in life. And, and we had to come to the conclusion with those people we enjoy in life that this just isn't working. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, and, and move on and be able to really still enjoy each other, even though it's difficult uh, when you have to part ways and um, say that something just isn't working. So we've had that and we've had, uh, you know, uh, another business that was going somewhat well, but the market changed quite a bit and really kind of caused it to be almost impossible for us to continue to, to do it and be profitable. So watching both of those kind of things go up in smoke was really tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially when you set out to do it, the do it for what you felt were good reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And then trying to you know pick up the pieces after that and figure where are we going from here, Lord, and how do we want to do this? And I think, you know, it, it's one of those things where you're, uh, you know, it, it's a good place to be because you, you really feel like, uh, you know, God, you're kind of wrecking my life here, it feels like, and uh, allowing all this to happen. And uh, yeah, at the same time, you're figuring out, well, what did I do wrong and what could I have done better? And so you're, 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 you're thumbing through that a bit. And, you know, you're trying to see God in this midst of it and his sovereignty and his care and his knowing, you know, okay, all things. Okay, he knew we were going to do this. He knew we were going to fail. Okay, God, what am I learning in this? And what am I supposed to be learning in this? You know, and I, I wrote a song called Jealous Love that's on the new record coming out called Go Therefore. And uh, first line of the song says, uh, you know, you love me enough to wreck my life and uh, you will shake me up until I lose my self-dependent pride. Uh, you love me jealously. Uh, you know, you desire all of me. So the chorus says, so I say, come my God with all your jealous love and capture my heart, blow it apart till I love you. And so that's the first part of the song. And so the idea there is that, uh, you know, making sense of things sometimes when you got the backdrop that God is absolutely sovereign. You know, there's no random molecules floating around the universe. Yeah. And, and he's somehow or another going to work in this for good. And uh, he's going to shape us through it and, and teach us what we need to know through it. 
and maybe help us identify with people who've gone through hard times and so forth and so on. So I, I would think, you know, his faithfulness and all of that is that he never leaves us and that the inside world of our hearts never changes. In other words, we've got this universe on the inside of us where the Holy Spirit resides and, and the world can be shaking around us and the world can be going at a dizzying pace, but, but inside, um, you know, the sun is still shining and the clouds can't come there, you know, even though it's raining at times and even though it feels like, you know, it is uh, stormy on the inside, because it is at times, it's still, yeah. there's, there's the, the sun is still shining somehow through this. And, you know, through prayer and through time in God's Word, you know, the, the, the light bulb always comes on and the joy always kicks in. So I hope that's not too long of an answer there. No, actually, that that's great. I, I appreciate that you shared that wide range of experiences. And actually, you ended on the, the light bulb, which actually takes us to the next question we were going to talk about, which is the other end of the spectrum. Because just like we all have challenges, there are also those times when we have those moments where God really reveals something to us, whether it's a specific moment where God sort of parts the skies, if you will, and imparts something to us, or whether it's a moment when we look back and go, oh my goodness, God was revealing this to me all of this time, that it's taken this mm-hmm. journey to get to this place where I have this revelation. Can you take us back to one of those moments, uh, probably just one of those moments in your life, and share with us what God revealed to you, and then what you did to take what God was showing with you and run with it? Well, yeah, I was taking a class back in, uh, I don't know when it was, maybe 2008 or something, uh, Williamson Christian College, and it's a, a small school here in Tennessee, uh, in Nashville, and uh, the, the teacher was a gentleman who lived a lot of life and had a lot of wisdom, and, and he was discussing um, with us the, the idea of um, taking your life and maximizing it, if you will. Uh, and I, I like to use that word loosely because I don't, I don't want to go down the road that unless you're doing great things or you're, you're doing this or that, that you're somehow serving God better than others. Cause that's, that's not the point here. If you're serving God and you have twins at home and, and, and you're a triplets or you've got five kids or, you know, you're taking care of a, you know, a sick spouse or whatever. You're, you're doing something that's profoundly godly and you're doing something that is needed. Um, so I don't want to paint that picture. But he was just talking about uh, you know, being accountable for the things that God's brought into your life and, and the things that um, the opportunities you see before you. And so uh, that was around the time that we started World Music Mission. So this class just really stirred me up and I went hmm. to Brent we played all the time together, cultural music. We would get as many cultures as we could together up on stage and play together and share songs just to show the beauty of all these different, you know, cultures from around the world worshiping at the same time. And so um, he could play just about any style of music. So that's why we uh, played together a lot. And so I said uh, to him, and I, I, God's really stirring me. I went to him and I just got his finger on me saying, hey, you need to do something with all this, uh, you know, you know, you have and these, this passion that you have. And um, and so I said, I don't know what it is, but we need to do something. We need to grow it bigger. We need to, to, to make it, you know, more known and help the church connect along cultural lines and celebrate this, this worship. And, you know, that was my response to him. And he said to me, hey, I just went to India. I had this 
you know, great time as a musician over there. Yeah, they woke up in the middle of the night and said, hey, you, know, you need to help start this mission where you're getting musicians uh, activated and using their gifts and in, in, in missions because a lot of these musicians, you know, may not feel like they can build or they can, you know, do other things on mission trips, but man, they can be used and we need to let them know there's a lot of use for them. So that was really a defining moment. And he and I just looked at each other and said, well, let's do it together. And we were off and running. So, well, that's great. Now, Kurt, we're going to go ahead and move to something exciting for me, which is hearing about the present day. You know, we've heard a little yeah. bit about your journey and some of the revelations that God's given you and the challenges, but now we get to hear about something that's maybe just one thing that's really exciting you about your ministry right now, maybe something that's going on right now or something that you see coming in the future. Great. Yeah. Uh, exciting. I think, um, you know, I, th- I think we're 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 on the tip of something here, and I think that that tip is um, maximizing our reach and motivating more um, people to give and then people to receive. So, um, as I travel around the country, I meet a lot of worship leaders, I meet a lot of pastors, I meet a lot of people, and for us, typically, we're in the the medium and small size church. Uh, that, that that's really tends to be our focus. Now, I, I say medium. We were at a church this weekend that had probably, oh, I don't know, six or 700 people in it, probably is my guess, maybe up to 1,000 and uh, in North Carolina. And then we were in one that had, I don't know, maybe 100 or something mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday night. And so, you know, you're seeing the um, musicians in those churches um, catch the fire and hear the ideas of what they can be doing to grow worship around the world. Um, and to see people who are asking for help for them to be empowered to, to get the knowledge that they want about worship, um, get the resources they need. If it be a recording studio or if it be a, you know, a songwriting workshop or, you know, how do you do worship and do it the right way? How do you become a better musician? You know, you're seeing this, this, uh, I'm seeing this growth of awareness of those both who can go give and those who can receive. So um, that is exciting to me because I think I have a passion when someone from Africa or from, uh, you know, Nepal or from South America or somewhere says, hey, we found you out on the web or we heard about Hmm. you and we need help. And here's what our goals are. We want to grow worship in this area. We want to use music as a way to, 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 to open the conversation about God and to you know, show his beauty through worship and me up in the passion and a hunger to go and to, to get to those people. Mm-hmm. And that's really what drives me is to answer the call and be accountable for that, but also to go and to, to get to know people from other cultures and to be able to help them do what they do in their own cultural style to reach their own culture. And, uh, so I, I, this exchange is growing, and, and I'm, I'm praying and very hopeful that uh, it's just going to grow faster and faster, and more people are going to catch the vision. Yeah, that's great. Uh, as you were talking, I was reminded of a conversation I had last week. It's actually an interview that's going to go up in a couple of weeks uh, with uh, Jeff and Brianna Butterworth, who are part of a worship band that went over to Latvia. And what they mm-hmm. felt like God was impressing them to do was to go the places that couldn't afford them. You yes. know, as, as musicians, you know, 
a lot of times the the idea is well we go someplace to get paid and we'll go the the easy yes. concert route and god specifically said no i'm sending you out to the places that can't afford you so you're going to have to raise that support it's going to be a hit yes. on your personal finances yes and uh, i'm just so excited by this to see this glowing growing globally you know i didn't expect to have almost two interviews in a row about the same thing yeah. but i think it's wonderful uh we are going to have to move on though i don't i don't this show is actually not about me so i don't want to camp on the on the i don't want to camp on myself here um but i would like to move on to the idea that we recognize not everybody is called to what we would think of as vocational ministry you know mm-hmm. we have some people in our audience who are missionaries or who are starting to feel called to missions maybe full time maybe part time but primarily our audience is people who are in the US who operate in the marketplace and they care deeply about missions but they don't necessarily feel called to missions what would you say to someone who's called into the marketplace and they're starting to wonder, does what I do in business really matter for the kingdom? Well, I'm not an expert on it, that's for sure, but I'll throw my two cents in. Um, I, you know, I think, you know, what, what comes to mind here is, is you know, bloom where you're planted. Hmm. And, um, you know, again, it goes back to relationship, which I've failed at and which I've been been good at at times. And that that relationship with God is 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 a, it's a real thing. It's it's not a um, you know how can I look good at work kind of thing, and how how can I you know kind of manipulate my situation or or how can I hide my my brokenness at work or how can I you know kind of pretend that I that I have it all together kind of thing. I, I would say. Um, that is a thing that I have done and have wanted to guard against and have um, hope to overcome because I think, you know, ultimately what are we saying as, as believers? We're saying that we're people who has been redeemed and who have uh, found that there is a God and that he does wish to engage with us. And in fact, not only has he engaged with us, but he has saved our lives and he has rescued us um, from a life where we didn't know he existed to a life where we do know he existed and to a life that we know he passionately loves us and to a life that we know that he is wanting to take us and to use us to touch the world. And that touching of the world is really, um, it's the upside down gospel that I call yeah. it. It's, it's, it's loving those who don't love us. It's, it's, um, you know, giving when you don't get anything back in return. It's, um, it's living in a way that says, you know, Hey, we're all really broken people and I should expect you to be broken and I shouldn't be surprised by you failing. I shouldn't be surprised that you don't have it all together. And I think there's a false standard in the workplace and there's a false standard in other places that seeks perfection and that seeks um, uh, kind of a, a pseudo-moral code, if you will, um, yeah. around performance. And you can do all kinds of things that are immoral, <laughs> but there's this false moral code that you know says it's almost like um you know you, you've got to be on top of your game at all times there's no room for failure in business and unfortunately people will divide out their business um life from their personal life well they'll say well this is just business if i want to just you know rip somebody's heart out or, or make a decision in business that's going to affect somebody really negatively 
uh, it's just business. So, you know, I, I'm okay to do that. And, and I think what you're fighting for in the workplace often is, 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 uh, a voice and a credibility and a, and a, and a heart that, um, you know, considers people in the midst of your decisions. Now, I'm not saying run your business into the ground if you can't afford to keep people working for you. That's right. not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is the way in which you do it, um, is very, very important, you know, honest conversations with your employer or with employees, um, explaining, you know, why and, and patience and, and those kind of things as a witness, really, that's, that's the thing. It's not a false witness though. That's what we have to guard against, but it's a real life. This is how Jesus really wants me to treat people. Um, not conjuring it up, uh, because I, I want to look good. Uh, I don't want to blow my testimony is another word. Hmm. Uh, but more of a, you know, this is the life that I have because I, I am in relationship with God and this just spills over. This is how he treats me and this is how I should treat him. Uh, that's good. Now, also in our audience, I'm sure that there are people who are already supporting missionaries financially in prayer, but they're wanting to do more. If they really wanted to level up their game, what's one thing they could do to really encourage or support a missionary? Well, I think come around a missionary and get on their team. Boy, that's probably the number one thing that I would say. Um, because, you know, I can speak from experience. You know, we're, we're fundraising now, and I have people on my team, but m- most people are really just giving, you know, extra what they can because they have their own families, they have their own, their own businesses, and they got to make a living and all that stuff. So they give you, you know, what they can. They're passionate about what you're doing. But you need many people around you, and those many people around a person can help them grow what they're doing by saying, look, I'll take on you know, your website. I'll maintain it for you, or I'll help you with graphics, or I will um, put together an event to get people that I know come hear what you're doing and to support you. I will um, pray with you regularly. I will, you know, any number of things, but just go to somebody you know and ask them, what is it that you need from a, a logistics standpoint or from a support standpoint? And you'll probably get a pretty good answer of this is what I need and this is how you could help me. And I would match your gifts with that person, something that you're good at mm-hmm. that would help that person. Um, and that would be uh, the first place I would start. And then if you can afford to give, by all means, give. just give anything. Uh, whatever you can afford to give uh, is a blessing to them because you know they're looking at it every month going, Okay, did we meet our goals this month? Did we grow any this month? And just seeing you know, some positive growth is such an important thing for them. Oh, thanks, Kurt. Now it's time for us to transition to the speed round. This is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us with your amazing answers. Does that sound like a plan? hmm What's one thing you wish you would have known before you started out? How to be better organized. What's the best advice you've ever received? Patience. Patience. Can you share with us one of your personal habits that you strongly believe contributes to the success you've seen? Reliance on the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's good. Do you have an internet resource that you use and could share with our listeners, something that you use maybe day-to-day? Well, I, I use the uh, Bible online, and I listen to the Bible on my phone, and I, I, I read it on my phone. So I would say using an app on your phone to get the get the word of God in your, uh, in your mind and, and 
it's it's different when you hear it versus when you're reading it. At least for me, it is. Yeah. Do you have one app that you recommend? Um, you know, I the one I'm currently using is Bible Gateway right now. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Do you have one book that you would recommend for our listeners? I don't have a book right now, but I'm, I would have a movie that I, I would say. There's a group called Switchfoot out there that you can watch it on Netflix, but it's a it's a recent documentary they did about their their journey in their life. And I, I've watched that recently. I thought that was very impacting because these are guys that are believers, have, have stayed believers, and have really lived out in the marketplace well. Okay. So it's called Fading West. And for those who are listening, and if you're driving to work or whatever and you can't write this down, that's fine. All of these resources and everything will be linked up in the show notes for this show, which will be at engagingmissions.com slash Kurt Koble. That's K-U-R-T-C-O-B-L-E. So you can just go there and we'll have links to everything that Kurt has just shared. Now, Kurt, now, gonna... I, will, I will say one book. Uh, there's, a, there's an author named Rosemary Miller. Uh, who is out there and anything by her, if you just look her up, Rosemary Miller, she has been a long time missions uh, person and she's got some amazing things, but uh, there's anything by her would be great. Okay, good. Yeah, we'll link that up as well then. Uh, Now, Kurt, we're going to go ahead and go just a little bit deeper. We only have a few questions left. This is where we're going to focus on your perspective and some ministry advice so that we can learn from your experience. What would you tell someone who's living in the U.S. or in North America, and they're recognizing now that their neighbors or coworkers are from a country that just a few years ago we would have just considered to be missionary territory? Uh, I would say, uh, you know, smile, um, uh, get to know them by just, you know, spending time uh, maybe talking with them outside, asking them about their culture, where they're from. Uh, asking them, you know, how are they doing in America? How are you, are you getting connected? Do you feel like you've got connections and, you know, get to know, you know, about them because I think, you know, asking questions about people and especially where they come from and, and, you know, how do they feel about being here? Do they miss home? Those kind of things, I think really, um, opens them up to you in, in that they, they, they see that you really do care. And I, and I, I think they are, uh, are more than willing to share most people are. And, and I think it gives you an opportunity to see what kind of needs you might meet and, and how you can befriend them. Yeah. Now, this last one might be just a little bit tricky. So if you need to, you can take a minute and think about it. But imagine that you woke up tomorrow morning and it's your first day in a brand new country where you don't know anybody. You still have your experience, your knowledge, your family's there with you, your food and shelter are covered. But all you have that we would think of as resources are a laptop and $500 U.S., what do you do for the next seven days? I would go probably to uh, a marketplace where there's food. Okay. And I would uh, start there, and I would hopefully find somebody that can translate for me. <laughs> yeah. And I would begin to ask questions about, uh, you know, what, where are some of the, the people that I, I would need to know about, uh, you know, to get me information about what's going on in the culture, maybe some government people, maybe some, uh, churches, uh, in the area. And then I would start with them and then I would hopefully get connected with some churches. And then I would be able to 
find out how can I work with you guys? What are some things that I can do to be in fellowship with you and to enjoy you and to help uh, you uh, do what your mission is? And then here's my unique gifts. What can we do to use those uh, unique gifts to interface with what you're doing, to, to just show people the love that Jesus has for them and, and the, uh, the stability to, um, to bring that with us, you know, to them. All right. Now, Kurt, we're almost done. Would you share with us maybe just one last piece of advice and the best way for people to connect with you? And then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, having uh, the opportunity to, to know God every day uh, is, is a privilege. And it's, it's, um, even in that it's, it's, it's a hard thing at times because we, we certainly see that the hard things that happen in the world, you know, tragedy isn't tragedy until it, it lands in your doorstep. And I think, you know, I think I've had things where God is, I've had to challenge myself in God. And I think, you know, gosh, Lord, you know, this person died that, that I know, or this person has this cancer or, you know, there's this horrific things going on in the world. And, you know, I think when you're front, confronted with that, you know, I ask myself, well, this all this was happening before this 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 tragedy hit home to me. And God, you were the good God yesterday that I knew and that I was full of joy about. Um, and and that hasn't changed today. But what has changed is I've come face to face with someone else's heartache and, and uh, because it's now my own. And so how do I take that? heartache and how do I take that experience of, of the world not working out for me and the world changing in a way that it really hurts and it's, it's very, very difficult. And how do I then walk around with that, that heart to, to be sensitive to what's going on in others' lives and, and to be aware of the fact that life doesn't pan out for us at all times and that hmm. it's very difficult and that yet the gospel doesn't change and God doesn't change. So if that's reality, how do I then reorientate the gospel and, and the way that I look at life um, uh, now and, 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 and love people in the midst of hard things and in the reality that life is going to be hard and that it's not going to be uh, this triumphant life where everything just goes well. All right. And what's the best way for someone to connect with you? Uh, you could go to kurtkobel.com. That's K-U-R-T-C-O-B-L-E.com. And I've got a, a new record coming out that's called Go There For. It's missions and worship songs. And uh, and I've got some music coming out after that that's going to be for people outside of the, the church that wouldn't necessarily come to a church, but that I can go and, and enjoy them and, and share uh, with them the uh you know, something that's very important to me in a, in a conversational way um, through music. Uh, so KurtKobel.com or WorldMusicMission.org are two great ways that you can find me. And my uh, contact information is out there on both of those. Okay. Um, thanks so much, Kurt, for being with us. We really appreciate your time, your generosity. Thank you. And thank you for the opportunity. And I just uh, pray that the Lord will bless what you're doing and will help uh, you help others that are that are you know feeling the call and stepping out in the call
That's the end of our time with Kurt Kobel. I'd like to say a huge thank you to him for making himself available. And I'd also like to mention that if you connected with what he shared, if you'd like to connect with him or if you'd like to learn more, make sure that you check out his website and you can find the link to that as well as links to all of the resources in the show notes for today's show. That would be at engagingmissions.com slash Kurt Kobel. That's K-U-R-T-C-O-B-L-E or slash 29 as in episode 29. If you have any comments about the show, you're certainly welcome to leave a comment in the show notes, again, at engagingmissions.com slash Kurt Kobel, or you can send that to feedback at engagingmissions.com. Uh, whether you have a suggestion, a comment about the show, or even perhaps uh, something that you think that I should consider for a future show, you can certainly do that. That, again, is feedback at engagingmissions.com. And as always, whether this is your first time here or you've been here since the very beginning, I'm so glad that you're with us. If you've not subscribed to the show in iTunes or left a rating and review, I'd really appreciate it if you'd do that. Believe it or not, doing that does help gain visibility for the show on the iTunes market. And also, that helps us share, spread the word and get the word out about missionaries like Kurt Koble and the other 28 missionaries that we've interviewed. Uh, and also, that helps you make sure that you don't miss any of the episodes. If you've never done that, it maybe seems a little bit daunting, but it's really not. You can find a quick video. It's about four minutes long at engagingmissions.com slash iTunes that has all the information that you need to do that. And it also has the link directly to do that so that you can subscribe and leave a rating and review. And again, I'm just so glad that you're with us. Uh, If you've not subscribed, it really would mean a lot if you'd do that. And also, if you could help us spread the word, whether you shoot an email to a friend or a family member or you post this to social media, it really does help us get the word out so that more people can find the show and connect with missionaries like Kurt Kobel. This has been the Engaging Missions Radio Show. Thanks so much for listening. May God richly bless you. We'll see you next week.